Hello there, and welcome to Cooperation. I am your one of your hosts, Tony Wilkinson, and also your operating software, the T-O-N-I. Uh, let's go ahead and have all the other hosts introduce themselves this week. I'm Donald Dictine. I am uh, Councilman Dele Estrella, back from my week of being infirmed. <laughs> I am councilman over several districts yet to be determined, Josh Robbins. <laughs> um, well, there is one more host who I don't think she can even hear us right now. Yeah. Um, All right. Linnea, we are live. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. Okay, that's Linnea Anderson since she doesn't want to introduce herself. Our um, tens of viewers okay. will be so poorly disappointed. I don't know, but you were live. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's Linnea. She'll figure it out. Um, and then she will. we are missing our other host, Kaylin Deese. Um, since he's not here, he has actually taken the liberty of presenting his proxy vote to Diego. So Diego will have two votes for this session for all um, decisions that have to be made. Oh boy. Um, I, I sit with a bottle of wine and grapes. Woo me. <laughs> Get my votes. <laughs> Um, and to give a quick recap, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of exciting stuff that happened last week. Um, it was mostly talking through how the yeah. economy was going yeah. to work, how the point system has been established that um, kind of determines how you get paid for doing your work in the base, as well as kind of a secondary um, payment system for people to pursue their hobbies in their free time. Um, at this point, the base has been functioning for quite some time. Your most recent construction project, your mine, has been completed and has been running. Um, basically flawlessly so far. Um, you have several members of your staff who have taken up and are luckily trained in mining who have been operating that. Um, <laughs> however, it's been a few weeks and although all your careful planning and uh, the tireless efforts of the computer system have been doing its best, uh, there are several citizens who have started to uh, ask if they could speak with you all about some problems they've been having. Are you guys interested in speaking with some of your bunker buddies? No. I, no? I'm, not, I'm not if we call you them know. bunker buddies. I, I am if we call them some other name. I'm willing to listen. Well, okay, so now we have to have a, a really quick, let's just have a quick like hour long discussion about what we're gonna call these. <laughs> um, but yeah. no, okay. um, all right. So here's what I'm gonna have you guys do. Um, I need you guys to pick a number between one and six. Six. Four. All of us are just like as a collective. Yeah, we, we have to agree. We have to agree. I guess I could give you all three problems at once. I could turn into one giant problem instead. Um, but no. I have I have six I have six NPCs who want to talk to you and we need to pick which one you're gonna to talk to first because I don't know if we have um, time to do them all. I'll go with Don. I mean he spoke up first, so number six, right? Six. Let's do it. Why not? All right. Uh so you guys are having um what is essentially your first, not full open council meeting, but allowing some people to come forward and bring their problems to you. Um, and the first person you see walk in um, is, sorry, I'm looking at my notes really quick. Yes, um, you see a man walk in. A man, he is dressed in um, what could be described as military fatigues, you know, kind of a camouflage, um, but like, and not like, not like yeehaw military fatigues, actual military fatigues. He dresses in, um, he has, he has holsters for weapons that do not currently contain any weapons. Um, but it looks like this is essentially 
his field gear. Um, and he is walking out um, and the Tony system introduces him as Avery Dominguez. Um, and explains that he is your head of the ex expeditionary force of your base. <clears throat> uh, yeah, hi there. Um, name's Avery uh, Dominguez, uh, formal general for the US military. Um, you guys have put me in charge of the uh, expeditionary force. Um, you haven't really told me what that means. Um, well, exactly what is it you're wanting me to go out there and do? Would we do we need to have like a side conference or can I just speak to this guy? Can we sidebar? Yeah, first. <laughs> I could, with all I of could, these, I could just talk. <laughs> I have an idea, but can we have some like, like a so? Um, yes, if you guys want to have a quick sidebar, um, that is the problem that is being presented to you. The expeditionary force, um, you have once again, uh, you have about 50 members of your base who uh, are trained in military. Um, and security related manners. You know, this ranges anywhere from policemen, detectives, and forensic experts to soldiers, um, helicopter pilots, uh, stuff like this, as well as your base is outfitted with several all terrain vehicles and even a helicopter. Um, so, you guys actually have the capability and the weapons, if you chose to use them, necessary to try to do something out on the surface, you know, whether that be gathering supplies, establishing. Um, a base above ground as well, some kind of thing, or just trying to clear out an area, if that's what you wish. So you have these resources. What do you want to do with them? Um, can I, I got a quick idea. Can I propose a measure to you guys before we talk to good old General Dominguez? Mm -hmm. uh, I think um, yeah. we can split it up into like three different subsections of expedition with each kind of one closer to the other and spreading outward. So the first one is general defenses not and it's kind of like a constant expanding of our defensive structure just to kind of create multiple layers of defenses as we go outward then the following group are the scouts who are kind of patrolling the general area for zombies or other humans who might be coming to and from and so that's more of just like a scouting vibe and then finally there are the scavengers who are going into cities going into towns getting supplies we might not be able to have i know we have a mine now but you know, they're still out there looking for things that maybe are just better found than created. How, uh, how far do you want a radius to be in terms of, uh, so we have our general perimeter, the first mm -hmm. third, and then we have yeah. the scouts. How far do you want the scouts to go out? Um, since there's going to be probably about, if that's a third of 50, what, 17, 16 around them? Yeah. How, that, how thin do we want to spread people? I think it, it's, in a circumference, it's got to be like a mile. Like, I don't think we're pushing too far out, you know, because our, yeah. our whole thing is just we're because we we agree that our focus, right, is to stay inside and kind of figure out this whole thing. So mm. I don't think we're expanding very much. So it's just fortifying the direct area and then having groups who can go out and search if need be. So, okay, like, so, the so here's how I think of it. So we have like the direct defenses, which are like right outside of the bunker, maybe like a quarter of a mile. Then we have the scouts who are in like a in this general area, a mile out, and then expeditionary people just chilling out there. I don't. I think that's more like a oh, we have a plan. We know where this town is. Let's go to that town and come back. 
and not like a let's just keep wandering and seeing what's up out here. I I like the idea for the the third part the the um, kind of like the scavengers who go out mm. instead of like sending them in a circumference. Can we just focus them on like certain yeah. areas cool. at a time? Mm. Okay, I like that idea. Mm. And so I think over time, as we get more people through like birth or like shifting of jobs, maybe we can have a plan in place. I don't know like what the timetable would be, but like the scouts can like kind of start opening up a little bit so they get a better idea of the general area. They could use the helicopter maybe if it doesn't attract too many zombies in terms of sound to like go and observe above and then come back so they can have a general layout of what's around. Since we have the um, the three layers, um, since we have a defensive layer and then the scouts on the side, uh, first scouts, instead of spreading them all over circumference, do we want to like take certain scouts and send them in different directions at first over that area? And then once certain areas are covered, then we put them in a more of a circumference type of way. That makes sense. We can get a general map before. Yeah, we're mm -hmm. So that yeah. way they're not spread too thin. Yeah, because like what if like one section of the circle is like super fine, but then another one is like filled with zombies. And so you don't want to send like five people to each area when you could send 30 that way and then send like five to the lighter areas. Yeah, that makes sense for me at least. What do you think, Josh? What about you, Linnea? Has she heard any of this? <laughs> I don't know if she has. She hasn't responded to anything. She's smiling, so I think she has. Um, and my internet connection has been off and on, so I've heard bits and pieces of it. But I feel like I have the general idea. Am I still? I am. Can there you... she is. Oh, that's annoying. Am I, I still you... an echo? Yeah, a little bit. But um, so okay, so you guys are basically saying you want to have part of it is just establishing kind of a basic perimeter around the base, mm -hmm. um, like a clear area. And then you have additional people who kind of go outside of that, who scout out to get supplies, um, basically try to get any materials that you can't easily easily obtain or make for yourself. Well, well the the way that I'm proposing it is, I'm just gonna, I have all the measurements written down now, so I'll just say that there's um, strong defenses with all of this like military grade gear we got from the beginning that encircle the base mm -hmm. for a quarter of a mile. And then around that, up to a mile out, there are simply scouts who are patrolling for zombie activity, patrolling to see if groups of people are moving through, and that's their whole gig. And then mm -hmm. on top of that, we have a group of people who go out to go search for things in other towns and other places who are more like a exploratory subdivision. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So I like um, your idea, Diego. Um, I just want to put this one out there and just see if it sticks. Mm -hmm. um, I do like the, the defense perimeter at first. So say we put like uh, 15 people on that defense perimeter and then the rest we send in two separate groups, mm -hmm. one for supplies and then one to look for survivors. They each have a clear separate goal of what they're looking for. It's a bit different than yours, but this is just like mm -hmm. the preliminary one I had, if it sticks. Yeah. If not, I do like your idea. But just in that way, there's more of a clear, concise goal. So for scouts, uh, their goal could either be um, just in the basic premise of the name scout looking up landmarks, getting mm -hmm. food, finding people. Whereas if we set them in the separate groups, they have more people with them. They will cover less ground if they're not as spread out, but there'll be more around them and then they can look for either food or survivors. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So I think then in order to compromise it too, we can dissolve the scouts and the scavengers then into one group, but just have some go further out 
looking for and each has like a spe each group has a different specialized task they're doing so it's not so general mm -hmm. i like that yeah mm -hmm. what do you yeah. think josh what about you Linnea? yeah I like the uh, having the perimeter within a quarter of a mile. I mm -hmm. think the defensive perimeter within that. I think that's a decent amount of area, and it's a decent amount of area that we can cover. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like, I don't know, I, I've been listening a lot about, um, just because I've been listening to an episode about it, a lot of like uh, Japanese uh, colonial expansion, like pre-World War II. And one thing that a ton of the uh, generals that didn't see it coming, which can be a, a downside for us, but you know, we don't have other armies <laughs> lying around. Um, was that just we know that of. a lot of the, that we know of. A lot of the times um, defenses right on top of civilians can make them very agitated and very uncomfortable. So I think a quarter of a mile is decent enough space where like, you're still safe, but you're not like watching someone in a watchtower two feet from you, or, you know, like watching people in and out in the bunker area constantly militaried up because that can affect morale and productivity all right yeah. i like this um, avery dominguez has some questions for you and we all swivel back around in our chairs <laughs> yes uh, yeah <laughs> all right that sounds yeah, that makes sense um i do have a few logistical questions well less logistical and more um uh i don't know how to phrase this but so you're saying we're out there looking for survivors. Um, what is the protocol for when we come across people? Um, make sure they're not infected. Search okay. them. Are they allowed if, to enter the base with weapons? Or do we take no. their weapons away? Yeah, at first we would take their weapons. If they get into the base, when they come back to the base with us, they will need protection. And so this is going to be tricky. You got to keep your eye on them. So that's why we have separate groups designed specifically for finding survivors. That way the group, if we find a survivor, keep an eye on them and make sure when they have the weapon, keep it holstered until they actually need in case an attack happens. But once they get to the base, they're stripped of their weapons. May I add just a small little note? If, and I know this seems like an arbitrary number, but it's an even one. If a group is more than 10 people, they a couple of the scouts can stay with them at a distance to watch them and see where they're going while the rest or a, a group of them go back to base to discuss with us what to do. I don't want them to okay. find a group of 50 people and then like just bring them back. You know, like we should have a conversation if it's anyone more than like 10. Okay. Um, uh, more than five. More, I, oh yeah, let's say more than the number of people who are in the scout party. So I don't want like two people handling <clears throat> 10 people. If there are like two scouts, then they can handle two stragglers, but I don't want them handling 10, you know? And they can use that in their own discretion. If they think they can handle three or four. Yeah, okay. If they look like they're unarmed and they're hungry and scared. Yeah, mm -hmm. like at discretion, but like at a max five. I think that's okay. a good one, Josh. Um, let's, let's say we do run into a group of survivors mm -hmm. and they begin shooting at us. How would you mm -hmm. like us to respond? You can take them down. At first, at first. Sounds like, take the shot. <laughs> Make it so. At first, um, depending on the reason they shoot, if they shoot on sight, try to establish a communication if you can. If not, and they don't reciprocate, 
and you can protect yourselves. Yeah, because they could think that you're a zombie. Like, you don't know. Um, yeah. I, I think we should all be equipped. All the scouts should have, like, white flags or something. Or, like, okay. a fl- even just, like, a flag. Because, like, no zombie's going to have one. Okay, I can talk to some people in the loom room and see if they can lock us up some white flags. <laughs> or just a, a white flag with a um, giant gerbil in the center. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's, that's our symbol. We, 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 we may need to circle back on that discussion for sure. But <laughs> All right. Um, another question. Mm-hmm. We're out. And one of my men gets bit. What happens then? Oh, you just bring him right back. We have a whole room dedicated to experimenting on them. (laughs) You bring up a great issue of do we need mobile cryotubes? I don't think we can take mobile cryotubes. I think that'd be too much work for just people handling it with just their arms. (laughs) I think at that point, it's really... We have trucks. We have vehicles. Yeah, but we don't want to make noise. Like, I do feel like we save those for, like, inside of our quarter mile. Like, we're not trying to... I'd say a heli-evac. We only use the helicopter for emergency situations in case this happens. But at the same time, I, in terms of these situations, since we're so unsure and these are trying times, it's really the discretion of, say, the squad leader at that time and what they want to do. Yeah. Why don't we just we have, have a, a truck full of ice? And we just... Oh, like ice? <laughs> Tony, query. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I love that, Linnea. How long <laughs> does it take for someone between when they get bit and when they are? Like, yeah, that's a good question. To like um, the point of infected. Well, based off of the research sent to us by well, I was, our lead pathologist, um, um, that would be a Davy, Doctor Davy. Uh, they have told us that it kind of depends. Um, the usual gestation period for the pathogen is anywhere between one day and one week. Um, the earliest cases can start to appear towards the edge of 24 hours, although it can take up to a week. Um, the virus acts similar to a rabies. Um, What's, as as the what symptoms, time of the year are we in? Um, it's it's um, April. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my understanding is the virus um, develops faster in heat. Is that correct? No. Then why? Cryotubes. Well, the cryotube. The cryotube basically completely freezes all biological processes. Okay, I thought that it slowed down the virus. No, not to any reasonable amount, to my knowledge. I mean, you could talk to Doctor Davy; they might have more. I have what is given to me in the briefing. Um, This disease it acts similar to um, to to rabies. Once the symptoms begin to show, there is no cure. Um, well, uh, I, uh, General um, Dominguez, I think um, if, if at any given point, right, like we're not going to be pushing past a day general mm-hmm. of, of worth of travel, uh, it should just be protocol that if someone is bit in a party that they are restrained and okay. taken back for precaution's sake. And okay. nothing will happen within that 24 hours, but it's just better to be safer than sorry. And then we bring them right into our and our room for experimentation is outside of the bunker. It's in that general like way area. So as we enter the bunker space, we just drop them off there and and see what we can do to help them. And we'll have that discussion of what he wants his last rights to be, which is very sad. If it, if he wants to be experimented on, or if he wants to be put into the tube, or if he wants to, all that stuff. Be taken out can back we, and look at the flowers, George. <laughs> can, we, can we can we sidebar? Like, is that like in there? Like 
in the contract? Did, did they have to make that choice before when they go out? When I signed out? up for the base, I had to just I had to myself declare what I wanted on my card. Perfect. You were presented with a few options, and I personally um, have chosen to let my body be used for experiments. But I know some people probably chose differently. Um, Tell your opinions on those options. Are there any others you would have liked to see on the survey? Um, <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, when I die, just throw me in the trash, basically, is how I feel. So um, the, the, the other question I have is, and this might just be mostly so you all know, we have shown research that although biting results in transfer, in, in infection 100% of the time, um, people who are scratched, um, it's more of a coin flip whether or not they can be infected. However, it can be reduced drastically if whatever body part that was scratched is amputated within 24 hours. The equipment you will be receiving on these expeditions will be quite enough in case to perform emergency situations, you will have a medical kit. But in terms of scratching, that is more the discretion of the troops, the squad, in your case, you yourself, if you're with them as a squad leader, it is your discretion what to do but if they are scratched and you do return back to base, we will put them in quarantine. Uh, they will not enter the base, but we will keep an eye on them in case the incubation period until after that, and then they are allowed to be released. Yeah. Okay, so it's the squad leader's choice whether or not to amputate, not the individual soldiers? If there is a squad leader around, it is up to them, but it will go down the chain of command. Take the vote. They all take a vote. And also, so, I think it's the guy who just got no. scratched too, who's like, I, 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 my arm. I think on the, I do think on the actual, like, because this is our general, I think the, the, a clear message that we could just say is <laughs> that the individual can make a choice of being amputated or not. Either way, they're going to go into quarantine. It should just be reminded to the individual that if they do amputate, their risk of turning into a zombie greatly diminishes. All right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think this should be enough to at least get us established um, with our supply scavengers. Um, is there any materials in or materials or items in particular that we are looking for? You had mentioned food. Is that what you want us looking for? Cook food and future Medi medicine. Yeah, medicine. Okay. And um, anything they could. Yeah, if idea, possible, though. purified water should also be a priority. I know oh. we have purification systems, but you know, just in case, should should go sideways. And are there any materials that the base needs at that time? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll just Ammunition. Try Most likely, is relatively hard to for us to develop here. True. We don't have yeah, any way, think, although we do have a pretty large surplus of supplies right now, we do not may have any current facilities to manufacture more ammunition when they run low. So that is a good mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Um, all right. Great. Are there any more instructions or questions you have for me? Do we have anything, guys? Um, what if I couldn't hear myself talk? <laughs> so, <laughs> General Dominguez, can you do anything about that? I cannot. No, you, um, if you're having technical problems, you should probably call your Tony Systems specialist. Um, they might be able to fix whatever's going on. Well, you have uh, that number? Um, no, I don't believe we have cell phones here. 
Uh, well, yeah, we've had pages. That walking, oh, that sidebar. Frequency? Yeah. Wait. Um, I, that actually just reminded me of something. I'm sorry. Before you go, uh, mm -hmm. General. Um, one thing that the scouts should be doing is expanding our radio frequency range uh, okay. as they're moving out, uh, probably, I assume, in trees near the top so zombies can't mess up with whatever system we set up. I don't even know how all that stuff works, but just expanding our radius that we can communicate with the outside world as they're going, just mapping out areas that have been expanded upon that haven't been to just allow us to talk to others better. Okay. Okay. Tap into so. existing radio yeah. uh, antennae. Okay, great. So that all makes sense to me. Um, if that's good with everyone, then I'm going to leave now. Thank you for your service, General. Thank you for your service, General. All right. And that was Avery Dominguez. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Tony's back. Oh, baby. Also, um, sidebar, just real quick. I, I was really hoping the infection period of someone getting bit turning to zombie four seconds, that would just be a lot simpler than what we have to do. Just gunshots <laughs> oh, to the gosh, head. Geez. That's it. <laughs> Um, all right, so that was one of one of the NPCs. Um, do you guys want to go ahead and give me another number between one and six? Three. I don't know, number three, honestly. My lord. <laughs> Why don't just go five? Just work down it, work our way down. Now, you, now it's just that's too easy. That's what they were expecting. I mean, I have, yeah. I have a five. I'll down five. Let's five. I have a yeah. six-sided dice in the Red. bag. I get excited about this it. one. Oh Jesus God, Christ! What are we doing? All right, this is, I'm double checking my notes. Um, and all right, so you see, um, you see another man walking. Um, this man is dressed very differently. Uh, the last, as you said, the last one was in combat fatigues. This one, he walks in wearing a full Adidas tracksuit. Um, <laughs> around his neck is a RGB headset. And he is wearing, um, he is wearing, um, kind of decked out in in a lot of, um, let's say, gaming related merchandise. You know him to be Wayne Price, one of the miscellaneous people who was brought into the base, whose former occupation was professional gamer. Jesus, <clears throat> who picked him? <laughs> uh, uh, hey there, guys. Uh, the name's Wayne. Wayne Price. And uh, I just, I, I have a little problem and I'm hoping you guys can help me solve it. Um, I got to the, the little quest log thing, you know, where you pick out your jobs to get all the, all the points for all, you know, to get to use all the fun little facilities. I noticed that there wasn't really, um, there wasn't really any gamer jobs, um, which I think is, a, you know, you got me here, one of the top gamers whoever lived and i just want to make sure that you're you're properly utilizing my talents um, and i can make sure that i am doing what i can for the base because you know right now i really i'd love to get some of those points but i mean <laughs> are you gonna have me doing picking up trash i mean that'd be ridiculous mr price as a professional gamer mm -hmm. what game do you play Oh man, I am the renaissance man of e-games, all right? I, I dabbled a lot in uh, League of Legends, um, Fortnite, any of the Battle Royales. Uh, you know, I really, uh, one of the top Apex men uh, this, side of the, this side of the Mississippi, if you ask me. Um, also- uh, Certainly graphed. Mr. Price, there's, there's, um, there's ranking. What, 
what what do you mean um if you ask you there are rankings what, what how good were you uh well it depends on what you want to go by if you're talking about in international competitions i constantly was placed on some of the highest tier teams um okay. you know uh, t- on twitch several million followers <laughs> concurrent viewers were some of the highest numbers that they had ever seen your ass um, almost said billy <laughs> but yes <laughs> Not yet, not yet, you know, who knows when this all settles down and I can resume my throne as king of the gamers, you know where I'll be. But that's what I'm saying. I got to keep my skills honed and I just want to make sure that I, uh, I have what I need to make that happen. Mr. Price, um, you know what's going on outside, don't you? Yeah. There's it's an crazy. apocalypse, it's yes. Just like, it's just Let's like put him on patrol. A, a PUBG and they had like a zombies <laughs> game um, and it was very similar to that, you know. Wild Mr. Price, stuff. you also know we ban social media as well, right? We ban there's what? No, there's Wait, no social yes. media, so there's no Twitch. What? <laughs> we ban social media. When did that happen? In the first episode, Josh and Diego uh, were saying, was like, oh, what about social media? I think we should outlaw it. Oh, thank God. Okay, I didn't remember we actually decided on that. Well, I know we don't have Twitch, but I can still entertain people. Like, you um, know. We can Mr. open up windows when I'm in the virtual gaming space and they can watch me do some no scopes, some 360. Mi- mi- uh, Mr. Price, I think uh, Councilperson Anderson actually had an excellent idea in order to hone. You mentioned you play Battle Royales, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we need, uh, we definitely need people who have good spatial awareness, uh, good hand eye coordination, reflexes. Those are all skills you got through gaming, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, Miss Anderson, why don't you propose uh, his new position? <laughs> I think it would be excellent as a uh, patrol um, member of the uh, going around and killing things. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'd love to help out. I got flat feet. We don't sidebar. Computer system, Tony. I have a query. <laughs> yes. Hello. How can I help you? Can we get some physical attributes of Wayne Price? <laughs> yeah, Wayne Price. Oh yeah. Is, um, Wayne Price is about, uh, he's actually about six foot two, weighs 150 pounds, sopping wet. Um, Wayne Price, someone actually asked earlier why Wayne Price was chosen to be in the bunker. Would you like an answer to that query? No, yeah, I think he, he sounds like a great oh. scout. <laughs> um, get fast. Wayne Price actually was not chosen by the computer. Wayne Price is the son of Dagfin Price, who is one of your chemist experts who is currently in stasis. He requested that his son be brought- Is he attached to his son? I, I don't know. He's in cryogenic <laughs> sleep. I didn't ask him. I assume if he- well, yeah, We're not gonna kill this man. man. <laughs> well, that's why he's on patrol. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. She just, she just said this man plays video games. Send him on patrol, <laughs> wink, wink. That'll take care of the problem. All right, I wanna see Wayne Price again. I already got an answer. Oh, Both what's up, my okay, guy? Wait, but- Thank you, Mr. Yeah, Price. I'm back. It's me, Wayne. Oh, Mr. I got Price. a good one. Mr. Price. We put him on patrol, and his dad's going to care more about solving the problem. Mr. Price, ignore what this conversation is. Dad is in cryogenic sleep. Uh, right, if we get the chemist mad when he wakes up, I'm not going to be happy. If we kill his son. <laughs> well, why don't we just take him out and put his son in? I love... I love all the like the crazy kooky walls, very black mirror with like the TV screens. Whoa, yeah. Um, but you know, I just you know we have all these gaming spaces, and I just you know I could be utilizing those during the day and entertaining <laughs> everybody. 
everybody. Keeping spirits up. I'm just saying. Okay, like, wait, like actually. I say every time uh, when I would sign off on my channel, the price is always right. I hate you. Um, <laughs> let's sidebar again real quick. Guys, um, I actually, um, you could just give him a job as like an activities coordinator. Can he coordinate anything? He doesn't seem like the type. I think he could fix the game machines and stuff. Maybe like sort of the arcade manager. Yeah, like, job. yeah, like an arcade manager. He he he'd host um, gaming tournaments for the young ones. Um, he wrangles cords. I, 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 I think. <laughs> I, I think uh, we could use him without throwing. Because you're right. I mean, what's this guy gonna do? We also want to send out people who will like be capable. He doesn't sound like the type to be capable. Uh, you know, in we a also can't set the precedent that if anyone doesn't like the jobs available, they can just come wind to us and we'll make them a new job. How about that he picks the job that he gets and then he can, whatever he does in his spare time, he can use those points to further his own gaming career. Okay. It sounds like he just misses being in the limelight. So, yeah, so he can do the limelight on his own at, on yeah. his own time. Yeah. So we basically just well, tell him he has to work. Okay, okay. Yeah. he has to work, but we will um, allow him to uh, reserve spaces for community-centered activities. Give him a discount on community-centered activities, so like he yeah, can, as he long still as gets he, to use the machines, but it's at like yeah, yeah, and as long as he is like hosting it for other people as well, not just himself. Are we cool with that? Oh, so it's like a party bonus. But quite literally, in this sense, yes. Uh, if it's a party bonus, yes. I don't want him on his own to get discounts. Yeah, no. It's it's if he's coordinating an event for okay. a group of people. So do we have to vote on that? <laughs> now, Josh, just bring him in and tell him. All right. I don't want it. someone else tell him. Josh, you tell him. You tell him. You tell him. <laughs> Did someone say price? No one said I price. Am. What can I do for you? So you guys got it all figured out how we're gonna handle this? <laughs> I think we have a solution. Yes, council member Robbins will tell you. Okay. So essentially, you know, as stated before, we are in an apocalypse. So everyone pitching yeah. in and doing their fair part of their manual labor outside of even their former tasks in the in the normal regular world is yeah, gonna be sure, necessary. Sure. However, sure. With those points, we'll be willing to give you a discount on using those gaming services sort of as a party bonus if you're coordinating a public event. So allowing others to also play and or even just view sort of stream in a sense, more of a apocalyptic stream sense, but what okay. you're playing. Okay, sick. So like, okay, but I still got to work during the day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Okay. Hey, don't but worry, there Bryce. are plenty you know of jobs that are great for everyone. You're right, and you'll find one that the price is right for you. You know, I appreciate. I knew you were a fan. I saw that look in your eye. I knew. I knew you knew who I was. I, I <laughs> you, you look like someone who watches people play video games. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. I'm gonna get out of here. Until next time. Don't forget, the price is always right. Price is right. Thanks, Mr. Price. Thank you. Let's put rat poison in his drink. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he was still in the room. <laughs> I know. I'm just making him fear for his life. Su Su right. Susan, can you take a note of that? Rat poison. Thanks, Susan. We also have a <laughs> person taking minutes. All Thanks. right. That was problem number two. Um, gamer. Uh, the gamer issue has been resolved.
You've um, solved my gamer puzzle. All right. <laughs> Pick another number. One. Four. Okay. One. <laughs> one. Let's do one. Well, yeah, the, yeah, honestly, it, it hasn't gone well for us going going uh, backwards. <laughs> and Tony's like, that was the worst thing that could have ever happened to us. <laughs> Mr. Price. He's having to deal with Wayne Price. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, next up, you see um, someone walk in. That person is... A zombie. <laughs> <laughs> You see uh, someone walk in. Uh, they they approach. Uh, they're dressed pretty plainly. Um, they're wearing just kind of casual. They're wearing jeans and then um, just kind of a t-shirt. Um, okay. And um, they are actually holding in their arms as they walk in a giant guinea pig. Oh. Um, what? Person. Um, the computer introduces as Roland Price, your veterinarian who is in charge of managing the guinea pig population inside your base. He's awesome. in price too. <laughs> awesome. Big fan not? of your work. Um, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. His name is Roland. <laughs> Roland Bateman. Sorry. Bateman. Roland Bateman. Hello, Mr. Bateman. All right. Hello there. Okay. How's it going? Jesus, how can we help you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know what I did to get off on a bad foot so far, but we're going to see how this goes. Um, Roland Bateman's the name. Uh, my job is in looking after all these little creatures right here. Uh, now, the main problem I am having is that um, we're breeding these basically super guinea pigs. Very large, very active, um, great alternative power source. Um, we have a lot of them. And the uh, there, let's just say that when we increase their um, exercise potential, it also has increased their um, libidos, for lack of a better word. Um, I don't know what to do with all these goddamn guinea pigs. Can we eat them? Neuter Can half we... of them, homie. <laughs> what? Right? Like neuter Why half of them so they them? can't neuter some of them. Oh. Well, um, it is possible that the neutering could result in um, them not being uh, quite as active it has been kind of proven after the neutering has taken place that their uh, potential for producing power goes down um, somewhat substantially. Mm. Mm. I see. So what is the nutritious nutrition value from a, from a gerbil? Um, I am not a, I'm not a specialist in that kind of research. I would say from my own personal experience, um, not personal experience. That makes it sound like I've eaten these guinea pigs. I promise you, <laughs> um, it's very similar, probably to the the calorie intake of rabbits. And rabbit meat is not very well known for being anything more than um, something you eat for flavor. Um, people actually can starve to death on rabbit meat if they do nothing but it. Um, so it could be used as maybe uh, something we could eat, but it is not necessarily be um, very beneficial to our can diet. Can they be trained? Um, most likely, yes. Um, I mean, they're, they're relatively smart for what they are. Um, oh, I mean, what is probably... that supposed to be? Wait, guys, we have two. Wait, we can solve two problems with one. What am I? Two birds with one, one guinea pig. <laughs> two problems. Two birds with one guinea pig. Um, <laughs> we can train them to help the scouts. 
We can train them to smell zombies and send them out into the area before they move into it. Guard guinea pigs. Yeah, like they're not guard, but they'll like squeal if they see a zombie and then we'll like know what the fuck is happening <laughs> at least. Like, you know, you can send them into buildings, send them into like a town square uh, before you enter just to make sure. Because dogs will be loud. Guinea pigs are relatively quiet. Can I, can I, I mean, get a... Are these guinea pigs quiet? Them to we'll, just um, come back when they smell something bad because they get it in snacks. They yeah, train dogs. They, they probably these these about the same size and intelligence as a uh, like a Rottweiler ter terrier, you know, something. Yeah, um, so they probably could respond to training pretty well. Um, I don't. The only thing I don't know is I don't know if they are capable of spreading the disease if they are vectors for the disease or not. It's really, my would be my only concern is that if they came back, um, if they themselves somehow got infected and were to bite someone. I don't know if it could be transferred through a guinea pig bite. Um, guinea pig muzzles. We should find is out. There, is there research we can do before we send them out into the field? Um, I mean yes, uh, there's probably some scientists who would have some crossover into animal. I, as a veterinarian, really, my expertise kind of ends at treatment and training. Um, we do have another, we have an animal husbandry specialist who um, probably knows a bit more about training, but I don't know if we have very many. Um, well, we have several biologists. In yeah. The so, so why don't we send a couple of these guinea pigs into the uh, into the testing center we have for zombies out outside the base, see how they respond to transmitting stuff, and if it's the rate isn't anything dangerous, then we could use them as scouts. And if it isn't, then you can come back and we can try to figure this problem out later. Worst okay. case scenario, they can become pets. Everyone takes yeah. care of a guinea pig. Worst case scenario, since they're over. Quite how fast these guinea pigs are breeding. Uh, I think we'd have a little bit of a triple situation on our hands if we were to um, let also, them really throughout the base. They'd be eating. Also, um, if we need to, if we train them, so they'll many, still be eating. Since there's so many, after each scouting mission, we just put down the guinea pigs that were used. I was going to say Disposable. That. I was going to say that. One use guinea pigs. <laughs> that would also, you know, prevent any risk of transmission aside from the users in the field. Mm -hmm. Unless we keep yeah. them sealed up until we need to use them. <laughs> Just start throwing them in the cryogenic tubes. There's an option. Yeah, I was um, going to say. Keep you it can, great. You, you, you can fit 25 in one tube. Huh? That's it? You can get like one. Well, these, these are size of small dogs. Um, I mean, then they're more really just try to cram them into a tube. I think it could maybe fit, maybe ten, maybe. Mr. Bateman, is that a guinea pig right behind you, behind that bed? Oh no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> this is joshing with me. I get it. Uh, no, there's the, there's the guinea pig I'm holding right now. Heavy, heavy chap. His name is his name's Chapney, actually. Believe hey, Chapney. can you? Hey, wait, put him down. I want to see if. Okay. Come here. Hey, come here. Come here, boy. Does he does he come to me? No. He bites <laughs> your hands off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a zombie. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yes, I, I I can look into training uh, any excess guinea pigs that we need that are beyond the uh, our current potential for generating power. Um, I can one. We'll start the testing, and I'll start the training. I guess. Um, How much I, would it take to start just expand our capacity, like our power capacity, just like you know, expand more from the room for more guinea pigs or? Well, we're not using them right now because we already have two power support sources before them. Yes, for a third. I mean, the guinea pig power is our backup to our backup. Um, and it also, I don't believe that we could expand the capa 
ability and capacity for, for power at the same rate that the guinea pigs will multiply, if that makes sense. If they're, if they're making this, if, if the issue is that they're going to continuously continue, if they're going to keep reproducing, I actually think I'll, I'll second uh, Councilman Donald's uh, plan of just terminating them as they return from missions. Okay. If if they don't transmit disease, could we could we explore like releasing them outside of a certain point, or is that also just going to lead to some sort of horrible horrible overpopulation? Thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zombie yeah. guinea pigs invade the base. All right. Yes. Nix <laughs> that one. Nix that one. I, I I would say they very possibly could be an invasive species, but also they're probably not very well equipped for fending for themselves in the wild. So. Um, there might be a problem that would solve itself, possibly. And I but mean, we don't want to feed whatever's that, out there. Well, it might. <laughs> that, that reminds me that it also, like, not only can we use them for scouting, we can also use them as bait. If yep. they want to hunt big game, use these things as bait, tie them up somewhere, wait. <laughs> what would it take to the fuck? Yeah. breed them so that they're more nutritious? So oh, that they could potentially yeah. become a food source. Interesting. Is that um, an option? Yeah. Wait. It's probably. I mean, we do have, well, not with our current capabilities. However, there is one man who I believe could do that. Um, there. <laughs> I got a guy. <laughs> very, very dramatic pause there. Uh, Are we going to have to unfreeze somebody? <laughs> Dr. Bateman. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yes, um, actually, I don't know if why I have this information. This seems maybe, uh, whatever. This There's, is sensitive. <laughs> I was given this as it doesn't, it, since this is something that pertains to what I've been researching, um, we do actually have an expert in GMOs, genetically modified organisms, in the stasis. The name is Torcule Foss, um, and they were frozen for the time that we would need a specialist in genetic modification. Um, whether that be for plant-based or living organisms. Um, Hold on. I do not have the capability or the understanding of the material to breed um, these gerbils to be more nutritious. However, if there's anyone who could do it, it would be them. I don't want to waste the lifespan of someone that important on this. I Council agree. I, mean, I think accomplishments in his career. Um, he invented big corn. Wow, that's, that's great. Corn. Big corn and small elephant ways too. <laughs> it's crowding achievements. I'm familiar with his work. Yeah. <laughs> You've ever had big corn or small elephant? You what work? Surprisingly, of, work well together. Of Torcule Force, <laughs> the greatest GMO expert who has ever lived. I mean, can't we just? Came up for a year. Um, Dr. Bateman, <laughs> in theory. Dr. Bateman, I think, um, and other council members can stop me if they don't agree. I think uh, best case scenario for now is um, it's going to take a while to do it anyway. So just start training them to recognize zombies, and okay. we'll we'll cross the next bridge when we get to it. Oh, <laughs> it's meant to be where zombie deterrent systems, like they notify people when zombies are nearby. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, okay. and if they're one use, we might as well could be a trade them to, to some of them to be attacked. Um, I, I do not. I mean, maybe I don't. I don't know if there's much they can do, especially with how resilient zombies are. Um, I don't even know if they would really deter them, but I could certainly try. 
Hey, if, the Russians, if the Russians oh. got spy dolphins, we can definitely have attack genetically modified guinea pigs. So that's crazy. We need to talk about that after this because I didn't know that existed. Um, but <laughs> you, um, they also need to know. I mean, I think this goes without saying, but they just need to be able to track a zombie scent and mm-hmm. then um, recognize one visually and be trained to make a noise that we recognize when they see said zombie. Yes, uh, we have noticed that most animals are able to, um, seem to be able to identify zombies' smell. Um, not like not like unturned people, but after the, well, because it's decomposing flesh, um, yeah. it becomes very apparent to find. Um, so I believe that they could work as a uh, warning system in some capacity. Yeah. All right. So we, we equip each team of scouts with like five gerbils. Great. Them out there and... What a crazy world, world we're living in. Now, huh? <laughs> Didn't think this would ever be my job, but hey, <laughs> roll with the punches. Do you, are you, how, what do you need in terms of manpower, do you feel, in order to get this really rolling? Um, I, I think maybe if I just have one more assistant, I already have the animal husbandry expert, and that's really all we're managing. Um, we don't manage any of the other GMO organisms, the plants, or the, the fish. The fish are handled by the fisher. Um, so uh, maybe one more person right now can help out. Would you rather me take them away from the, uh, since this is a military base, would you rather me take them away from the military? Or well, from we, we've the... got, we actually got a great young man. His name's Wayne Price, <laughs> and I think he might be able to help you out. Wayne we twice. can we can put the task on the board, and then eventually we'll probably need to rope in the security and other forces they'll be working with to complete their training. So, but for now, yeah, I, when we get to field testing, um, I don't know if I'm necessarily the best one to be doing that, but I can I can work some stuff out. Um, I can train them when they're in the base. Uh, I would need some yes, yeah, some kind of escort if I was going to start actually trying to uh, use them in the field, to for lack of a better word. Um, all right, great, exciting stuff. Let's see what we can make happen with these gerbils. Am I right? All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Bateman. Thanks, Mr. Right. Bateman. Thank you. <laughs> Side note, I just want to say, um, whoever the imposter is, I swear if you win by modifying these gerbils to kill everyone in the base. <laughs> I swear to God, it's not me. Guys, I promise you this, it's not me. You <laughs> just start burrowing in the eyes of people as they sleep. They, or they lay the eggs in the eyes. No, they literally just dig oh, yes, the tunnel above us and collapse everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guinea pigs lay eggs, for sure. Um, I've also been interchanging gerbil and guinea pig. They're probably different. I don't care. Don't They're care. very different. Thank you. That's very <laughs> uncharacteristic of you, Tony, uh, T-O-N-I, but thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you're getting human emotions. Yeah, well, you have my sarcasm filter turned way up. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, someone needs to, well... Yeah, Can we break uh, that now? Humans, humans respond better to a little bit of a uh, little bit of sass, so I'm doing my best to um to learn what it is to be human, so I can communicate with you all. Well, thank you, Tony. Oh, love you. Is that too soon? <laughs> Jury's still out. Um, if you buy me some dinner. All right, uh, we do have a few problems left. You guys want to keep going at it? Yep. Why don't, we, why don't we? Why don't we got do like one six more. minutes left? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either this or the cryo tubes. So you All know. Right. Oh wait, no, real quick. Do we want to do? Sorry, do we want to do this or do we want to deal with the fact that there is a stranger in one of the cryo tubes? We have no idea who it is. <laughs> Pardon me. What? How did yeah. you get in the list? There is there is someone who does not have a name, occupation, or anything, <laughs> but they're in one of our cryo tubes. I want to talk about this. Quick, Tony, um, what's up with that? Yeah, Tony, um, what's that? Actually, with does that? you want to just do that, go ahead and deal with problem number two? Then yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right, um, you see a woman walk in. 
um, she walks in um, and she is dressed in um, not necessarily like lab, like a lab coat, but very obviously kind of the attire of one of your scientists. Um, you can tell by a small patch that she wears on her lapel that she is um, part of your cryogenist team. Um, actually, she is the lead cryogenist um, who is known as Alexis Kirby. <clears throat> uh, hello there. Um, I have kind of a strange matter to bring to the attention of the council. Um, I don't know if any of you have looked over the manifest for the population of the bunker, um, but we currently have 50 people in stasis, um, yep. 50 people who are experts in their field who we are supposed to awaken at the time where we would find their knowledge useful. Um, there seems to be a discrepancy in my findings. Um, there are 50 tubes occupied. Well, there are, there are 100 tubes right now, 50 of which are occupied. Um, but one of them, uh, our la latest DNA check, um, seems to have come up with some discrepancies between um, who is supposed to be in the tube and who is. Um, the, the, the best way to put this is we don't know who's in the tube. Did you run the test again? Yes, um, I've checked it multiple times. Did you did you unplug the tube and plug it back in? Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, probably be a bad idea because that would wake them up most likely. Uh, actually, no, that would probably kill them. Now that I think about it, that makes more sense. Um, yes, um, well, it's supposed to be uh, Elijah Vandenberg, mm -hmm. who um, is one of the foremost historians in the United States of world history. Um, we were using him as kind of a, we were going to use him as a chronicler um, who was going to be able to know a lot about the past and help us record our own history when time came to awake him. Um, but due to his rather old age, we decided that we would uh, put him in stasis for a while. Um, I can tell basically just by looking at it that this is not a 70-year-old man in the tube. Um, this person appears much younger. Boy or girl? Male or female? It's a male. Um, well, as far as I could tell. I, I have an idea. Why don't we um, drag the cryo tube out the secondary defense area, surround it with troops, wake them up, and then question them. Okay. Um, I, feel like, I feel like maybe four guards is like, all we really need. Are there any negative side effects to refreezing someone? Um, to my knowledge, no. Um, we've never really had anything. Uh, we haven't done it too much um, from our tests. It's it's never really an issue. Um, you can always um, freeze them. Um, I will say that when you are awoken, you are usually in kind of a weakened state. You can usually communicate fine, but you do not have your full um, range of abilities. Doctor Kirby, uh, who have you told about this besides us? Um, well, there is myself. I went over the manifest. I did check with one of my assistants. Um, that would be I'm forgetting their name now. I could I have it in my notes if you need it. Um, they were also were made aware of the issue, um, just to because I needed someone to double check my work to make sure I wasn't um, going crazy. Mm -hmm. What are we gonna do? Sidebar team, <laughs> this is actually a very big issue. Um, hey, can we, can we the, yeah, there they are. I'm back, baby. Um. <laughs> 
what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> How did we get? I him? think we we need to unfreeze this person, figure out what's going on, and then I agree. If, but if, I'm worried that if what's going on is not good, what are we gonna? Oh, I mean, I can take notes. We come up with troops around him. If he's going to be disoriented, cuff him. I know, but I don't want the civilians to maybe know about this at this very moment. If or anything we only have goes, the guards. If anything goes sideways, I, I don't want to make a big ruckus so the civilians think something's happening. So, Diego, what you're telling me is um, this person knows you're the imposter. <laughs> and you're trying to cover it up. <laughs> That's what so, I'm hearing as well. What I'm saying is that what if this motherfucker... Why would this happen? And how would it happen before... Well, he killed the doctor. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he's not a great guy. Like, Are he somehow sure? broke through the... That Okay, I'm, what I'm saying is we need to have a discussion with the guy. Maybe the doctor or the historian found some cool way to like clone himself younger. I don't fucking know what it would be. I mean, that would be important. <laughs> we need to know that. Now. Let's just wheel him into a jail cell and yeah. unfreeze him there. And then handcuff him too. And then we question him from there. That's that's the first step. I don't think I don't see what he can do unless, of course, he's one of those left for dead boomers that just blows up as soon as you open it up. <laughs> I don't think so. Our oh. computer system that governs the <laughs> rules and ruling bodies and everything of how this world works just said the historians are known for their knowledge of cloning. Oh, that so one, there that we was, go. That's Tony it. With a y, not Tony solved. with an I. Um, Yes, I can tell you as the robot that I am showing in my records that this person, um, the DNA test has resulted in all the data being changed. Um, I no longer have a name, age, former occupation all i have is that they are currently healthy and alive in there too that is the only information that i currently have yeah well i'm i guys i think maybe i'm just like talking around it too much i agree that we need to like in, interrogate this guy what i'm saying is that we should do it in the quietest way possible in the smallest yes. group of people possible to not yeah. alarm i think not alarm the citizenry i think four troops us and the two doctors yeah all right would you like to handle this problem now yeah. Okay. Oh, where? I'm just curious. I, I want to know what the fuck is up with this guy. <clears throat> All right. Alexis Kirby, um, you pass along the news to her. Um, the Tony system will help out and arranges for everything, contacts the necessary people. And you guys are, are you guys there in person or are you guys like watching on a video feed or how does this work? In person. Yeah. I mean, right. if I can watch it from a video feed. Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do two video feed, two in person. That's where I am. Get the gamer to stream it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I'll watch from a video feed. I'll go with that. All right. So you guys, um, you guys are there. Um, there's a jail sale, and you see someone um, roll one of the tubes in. Um, you see uh, Alexis goes in, and you see her pushing in several um, buttons, um, basically going through the de um, freezing process. Um, you hear several kind of whooshes and as you see the temperature start to fluctuate and fog begin to appear on, on the thing. As it's doing so, um, you see your general who you met um, earlier is not there. However, someone who you know is Cassie Dominguez who is your head of security, uh, who's actually the brother, I'm sorry, the sister of, of Avery who you met earlier is there with three of her most trusted men. Um, and they all have their, um, two of them have their guns drawn and the other two are waiting um, with no weapons, but at attention, essentially. 
um, and there are some more whirring, um, some things are moving around. Um, and then finally, the hatch pops open and you see that there is a, a younger man. He appears to be somewhere between 20 and 30 years old. Um, very far off from the 60 to 70 years old that you were expecting out of who was told to you to be Elijah Vandenberg. Um, this man has pretty long hair. Um, actually, I almost describe it as shaggy hair that goes past his shoulders. And um, you see him kind of open his eyes, um, blink several times and kind of look around. Who are you? <laughs> what's, what's, go, what's going on with this? What's, uh, where am I? What's your Ooh. name, kind stranger? My name? Ah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a E. I'm my friend, well, I'm Eli, but my friends call me Easy. Easy. Would they, okay, I'll write that down, thank you. <laughs> Eli, what are you doing in the in that cryo tube, buddy? A what? What were you doing asleep there? Oh, Frozen. I don't know, man. Someone just put me in here. Who put you in there? I don't know. A bunch of guys in like lab coats, and I don't know. Do you? What do you do? What are your skills? <laughs> oh, I'm kind of in between jobs right now. Um, for a <laughs> while, I worked at a surf shop. Um, <laughs> Like I, I like sold the equipment and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But then, and then my dad got on to me. He's like, oh, things are going crazy. People are eating people in the streets. You come live in my mansion, um, which is, I'm mean, not going to complain. It's a mansion. Um, and then I was like tooling around one day. I was playing like, uh, I was watching, I was actually watching my favorite streamer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Guy, right. Uh, <laughs> And oh, the I, price uh, is right. Fuck you. <laughs> and uh, these guys showed up and they're like, is Elijah here? And I was like, uh, yeah, it's me, Elijah. But I mean, I go by easy. Like, and my, my buddies call me easy. Like, you can call me easy because like, why not? We're buddies, right? And they're like, okay, well, you need to come with us. And I was like, okay, why not? <laughs> I had nothing going on. Um, next thing I know, they were like, you know, putting me in this bed. And I don't know. It's got a longer the ride, and now I'm here. Crazy who's your, stuff. Who's your mom and dad, and what do they do? Uh, oh, my dad. Um, my dad's Elijah the uh, second. He is a. Uh, he works something with money. Uh, something. Something Cayman Island. I think he owns a bunch of islands or something. I don't know. He's always talking about the Cayman Islands. Um, my mother, uh, she was big on, uh, she's big on like, she did fundraising shit. I don't know. I never paid attention. She's always raising money for dogs or some dumb shit or, <laughs> or breeding big guinea pigs. I don't know. But yeah, I, here I am. I Once again, I'm just, I'm just, uh, just trying to figure out what's gonna, gonna get me through this next chapter. You know, Who, who's to say? All I'm, I'm about love, love and uh, that's about it. I kind of really like easy guys. <laughs> I really do. Um, hey, easy. Like, we got to break some news to you, buddy. Yeah. Um, for some reason, the United States government didn't check any documents on your grandfather. And um, he was actually supposed to be here right now. Do you know what's going on? Like, what, what do you remember about the world before you went down? 
um like i said some people were like freaking out like there were riots yeah. or something i don't know i never pay attention to the news um well, i just get so, off of twitch so yeah it kind of um, well the whole world ended bummer um <laughs> bummer big bummer you're you're in a you're in a bunker that That's the an, government oh, like made. fallout like fallout yeah, yeah like fallout where we're trying to um find the cure for zombies so that's our thing. Do you have any skills? Like, were you good at like chemistry or biology in school or, or, um, well, it's, it kind of depends on what good means. My school didn't really do grades. Um, uh, yeah, but no, I didn't do well. <laughs> <laughs> How do you, you thank you for your candor? Easy. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you, you know, no reason to lie, man. We're all here. We're all trying to, like you said, we're all here doing what? We're trying to cure, cure zombies. Oh, zombies. <laughs> no, I know what zombies are. That was silly. <laughs> um, well, I, um, you seem pretty easy about uh, a lot of things, which, hey. I like, which I enjoy easy. Yeah, um, that's the so, name. So if, I, if we gave you like any job, would you roll with it? How do you feel about like communal living? That seems like something you'd be into. Oh, uh, like a hostel, yeah. Yeah, what? yeah, like that kind of feel. That's what we're going for. We yeah. do need people to do a lot of our manual labor. How do you feel about that? You good with your hands? Um, ask the- ask Shut the, up. Ask, <laughs> ask my partners, man. I was gonna say, I bet she's good with his right one. I'll tell you, I'm good with my hands. All right, cool. We're gonna need you to like do a lot of like cleaning, uh, throwing stuff out. Um, okay. Yeah, that kind of a vibe. Does that make Are sense? Are video games still a thing? We have a room with video games. We actually, you know what? We'll give you, if you do all these jobs that we have for you, we're gonna give you exclusive time with Mr. Wayne Price himself. What? Wait, 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 Wayne is here? Wayne is here. The, Wayne yeah. the Price is right is in this bunker? He's here. He, Man, he, I'm he, the luckiest guy on earth. I, he, <laughs> he runs our game room. Also, you and me should hang. Diego? Yeah, or Councilman yeah. Uh, Dallas. Oh, council, yeah. Councilman? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Actually, yeah, let's do it. Let's grab a, grab a drink. I don't know what... Like, we don't... Uh, we don't really... We can... We can we'll figure something. We can... <laughs> we can do that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but... I got you. Um, I got you, you see, easy. So we're going to give you a lot of these, like... It's going to say, like, low-tier jobs, but I don't want you to picture it that way, right? Okay. We're going to yeah. pick jobs that are more physical, that are more like getting your blood pumping, so that all the blood goes to your brain, and you can go play with Mr. Price on Great. your time off. Well, I'm in good shape, man. I was hitting the gym hardcore before I got into this tube, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Somebody keeps me active. Get the blood nice. pumping. Yeah. Nice. So do you know what happened to your grandpa? No. Okay. Yeah. He was a dick, Damn it. So, like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay um well i don't think we're gonna give you his job he wasn't a dick he's just boring i don't yeah. know i, I don't Ooh. think we're gonna give you his job but we're gonna get you a lot of fun stuff in here man great but we're trying to make a good society so you're, you're wow. right on board but all right sweet um is this my room he gestures at the jail cell he is still sitting <laughs> no we'll get just sorted out but easy 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 i'd like to keep you in there just for a few more days so i can yeah. figure out some questions i want to ask you before i let you out okay. yeah councilman robbins you can find um like a room in one of your districts yet to be determined right yeah 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 i mean yeah, this could, like, we, we could we, be we, in we, one of my districts it is yet yeah. to be determined <laughs> yeah we what could find space for you eventually like... once uh councilman donald has his questions answered 
Okay. Well, until till then, can I have like like an iPod or like a Switch or something, or am I just sitting here? No. We'll give you something better. It's called a book. Okay. It's actually by your grandpa. That. Like that would be a new thing. <laughs> I mean, we have I, one of your grandpa's I'm books. Not, I mean, I'm not a nerd, but like I know what books are. <laughs> Okay, it's a book written by Rain Price, How to Be a Professional Gamer. Oh, wait, why do you have that? Yeah, never mind, sorry. <laughs> why do we have that book? We, we I'm lying, it's okay. I'm just lying to him. Don't let him know. We've established that Donald was a fan of Mr. Price. <laughs> that was the one Price of is right, buddy. That's personal cool. artifact. Right, well, um, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm just going to take a nap. Okay, man, that's good. Hey, we'll, just we'll, up. we'll meet up at some point, all right? All right, dab me up. He reaches through the bar. <laughs> okay, see you, bud. You <laughs> All right, um, and you guys leave, and that was um, that was easy. That is yes, not it was. how I want to. I, I get a picture easy being like a sleeper agent to say some like a Manchurian candidate say something like blackjack, and he turns into a murderous man. <laughs> no, uh, I th I like him. <laughs> I like him a lot. He's actually my favorite NPC we've had so far. <laughs> Um, and with that, are, are, we, are we at time? Oh, yeah, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, is there um, the, the final thing to discuss is one, if anyone has any other business they personally would like to bring up, as well as you guys can decide if you want to add anything additionally to your base this week. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'm good. I think we're good on that. Well, I'm good on. Can we, can, if we just don't have anything specific we want, can we just add storage? Sure. Just like add storage facilities well i mean storage well i'm well okay well i think though if we are going to build anything if we don't have anything to do can we just fortify defenses on the perimeter sure yeah let's do that oh works although my specialty is building things within the base i certainly could try my best to aid in efforts to expand our upward facilities would it be easier to build it in the base first and then just have people take it out of the base um essentially most of my construction is done by drones um, so I can just send the drones outside to do the construction there. Okay. Is there any inherent risk we should be warned about before undergoing this task? Not particularly. Um, Are they noisy? I mean, the only thing is that, once again, they will be building outside, so they will not be able to build anything inside. But I mean, that's the same thing. If they were working on another project inside, they can only do one thing at a time. I can't really spread my, my um, robots out. Um, and they don't necessarily even have to be used for building if there's another use for them. However, they can only do one thing at a time. Will they all come back? Is guess is more my major concern. Yes. I mean, okay. it's not Sweet. like they have free will. <laughs> well, no, but like, are we worried about like whatever's going on outside or something attacking them? I mean, they can, but they're drones, right? Attention? They can like fly. Right. Yes. Um, I've never, we've have, with through rigorous testing, we've found that these drones are not, um, pursued by zombies in any capacity. Great. Man, you're really on top of it, Tony. We really appreciate yes, you, buddy. I am. And we appreciate the attempt to be human. Thank you. <laughs> I See, love the glasses really show a reflection <laughs> of ourselves. What if the imposter's actually Tony? <laughs> that would be, well, then you all would be, for lack of a better word, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> So now I will need a vote before I can send my drones into action. Would you all like me to use my resources to establish a perimeter around the outside of the base? Um, I'm going to vote EA with Kalen's vote and abstain with my vote. <laughs> Is vote. that allowed? 
Why? Why? I want to see if that works or if it fucks up Tony. That's I'll... allowed. I uh, yes, I yes, I have the processing capa capacity of a million supercomputers, so I can handle splitting. <laughs> <them both. laughs> Donald votes yes. Then okay. two thumbs up for me. Okay. Um, technically, the vote has passed. Um, Josh and Linnea, would you like to say your vote anyway? Yes. Yes. Uh, I can't even speak, so yes. <laughs> Great. And the vote passes unanimously for expanding the perimeter of the base. And with that, I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Co-Struction. And I have been <laughs> one of your hosts, Tony Wilkinson. That's right. I'm not a computer. I'm not a gamer. Whoa. I'm not an Australian guinea pig breeder or British or whatever I was. <laughs> a government master, Tony Wilkinson. Uh, you can catch us every other week on the CoCast Network for a cooperation. Or in the intervening weeks, you can catch me, Josh, Linnea, and Paxton, who is not in this series. Um, as we do our construction series. Uh, apologies for anyone who follows that series. We missed last week's episode. I was very busy and we couldn't arrange a time for us all to meet together. So we'll be back next week and um, ready to go um, and check out, you know, and subscribe and follow us on Twitch and Spotify, YouTube, anything like that. Cause the more people who are watching our stuff, the, uh, the easier it is to keep, keep making new stuff. Um, and with that, I'll let the rest of you introduce and plug yourselves. I've been council member Donald Dick Dean. Keep watching the show, please. I want viewers. It'd be nice. Uh, thanks for watching, though. This is always fun to do. So keep up on Spotify and YouTube. I've been Lena Anderson. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Councilman uh, Diego de las Priella. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, we also have another show that airs every Saturday called I'm Sitting in a Room, which is kind of a stream of consciousness. A new person every week just talking for an hour, locked in a room with no stimulus. So it's kind of just peeking into the mind of a person. It's pretty fun. And if you want to be um, uh, a part of it, if you want to have an episode, shoot us an email or DM us on Twitter or send us a message on Instagram or anything on all our platforms, and we will respond pretty quickly and get you set up to do an episode. Thank you guys for watching. I have been Councilman Josh Robbins over several districts yet to be determined. Um, thanks for tuning in. Catch the next one. I think Linnea is Linnea, are you not going to say anything. I thought I already said something. Yeah, she already I said something. I can barely speak. Oh, I missed. All right, great. Well, yeah, you got up and left.